thanks for listening to the Back Porch Podcast with Jason Carr. Hey, to connect social media, connect with me, hit me up at www.legacynow.me, www.legacynow.me. Hey, this is a, a really crazy time for me in a lot of ways, but uh, a really cool time, too. I uh, just wrapped up this a uh, couple nights ago, uh, sitting back here with a couple teenagers, um, just wrapped up year 25, believe it or not, of uh, leading small groups of, of dudes, and, um, oh, the neighbor's dog, getting a little crazy there. Um, <laughs> um, welcome to the back porch, it's a little crazy. Um Gosh, and I just started thinking about that. And then the other day, uh, a guy called that I've not talked to in a long time who was in a group um, way, way back in the day. And we haven't caught up in a while. And it's really cool catching up with him and hearing about his life and family and um, what's going on in his world. And I uh, just, just wanted to, I'm going to take a podcast or two and just kind of unpack small groups because that's such a part of my life. And I talk about it so much. And uh, just to kind of chronicle a little bit of the journey of small groups. Um, for me, it started when I was in high school and I was in a small group. And uh, with a ministry called Student Venture, which was the high school ministry of Campus Crusade. And uh, it started on my, my campus when I was a junior. And I got into a small group of other guys I played football with, with this really awesome dude who just showed up and was part of our lives. And it really was a game changer. And I've said this before on the podcast, but that was a pivotal moment for me because my faith went from a place I went to on Sundays to all of a sudden I was talking with guys that I'm in the locker room with about faith. And that was a really, it was a game changer for me. And also just having a safe place to talk about stuff. And I, I don't know, honestly, I, a long time ago, I, I don't know how, it, how much I took advantage of that opportunity, but I know what uh, an impression it made in my life. And um, fast forward a couple years, I was home from college for a semester, and that guy who led that small group called me. They had moved the ministry to a different county um, for a couple reasons. And I was home working for a semester, and he called and said, hey, there's three guys at your old high school, old Milton High School, who want to be in a small group. And uh, parents were aware of Crusade and different things and asked me if I'd want to lead them for a semester. And uh, I said yes, because I was home and I was kind of looking for something to do outside of work. And that semester, God just did something in me. Um, those three dudes uh, became something special for me because uh, in spending time with them as a, as a young dude, um, not really knowing, and I was at that point I was a couple years older than them, um, God just made it very clear to me that this is what I put you here for. This is the next part of your life, and I had no idea it would be this long, but I knew that that was something I wanted to do. I wanted to create space for teenagers to, to talk about life and faith, and I, I didn't put words to it. I wasn't that smart, but I just knew that leading small groups of dudes was something I was good at and something I cared about and something I, I wanted to do. And so... Um, when the next semester the opportunity to come on as an intern with that ministry started, 
Uh, I was really excited for a bunch of reasons uh, to have a ministry at Mold High School and to go back there and to do campus ministry, but also to be able to lead small groups. And as our ministry grew over the years, and I did that for 10 years, uh, gosh, the amount of small groups that the Lord provided opportunities to lead was uh, pretty incredible. And during some of that run, uh, there were multiple groups a week. Um, there'd be before school groups. There was a restaurant close to the old high school that we kind of took over uh, a couple mornings a week. A place called Dockery's that's not there anymore. Rest in peace, Dockery's. Um, and uh, I loved it because they knew us and they took good care of us. And we would go there before school and then I'd drop the guys off at school. If they weren't driving yet, once they started driving, they'd drive there. Then I had some groups that met, like, after school at night. And, um, gosh, that was such a rich time in my life and some incredible relationships. Um, in fact, the guy that I told you last podcast that I'm working for now, uh, doing insurance, he's uh, he was in one of those groups, uh, which is super cool, how God brings all that full circle. But, uh, man, those times, I, I listen, I... I wish I could tell you that I was some savant and I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, I don't know that that would be overstating things. I just was available and had a passion to create space and to be a part of the life of those God trusted me with. And, um, you know, it wasn't just about small group. It was about life. It was about going to their stuff. It was about hanging out outside a group and playing cards and watching football and eating chili and being stupid and just doing life together. And I hope as I've gotten older, I've gotten better. I know I've gotten more strategic about it. I know I lead group differently these days than I did back then um, for a ton of different reasons. But I tell you what, as I, as I think of on my 25 years of doing this, um, you know, I've, I've been in quote-unquote student ministry for for my whole adult life and uh, I don't know I've been a part of some really special things and I've been a part of being a part of some really special things of ministries getting them off the ground retooling restarting putting some initiatives in place that are still going today that have been really uh, full and really great so many great things God's allowed me to be a part of uh, mission trips and camps and retreats and uh man i've had the coolest role in ministry because i've been the guy on stage speaking i've been the guy in the back putting it together i've been the guy driving the bus to the the guy being flown in i've kind of been everything in student ministry none of that to me measures to uh, the power of being a part of someone's life for four or five years and just doing life together and and this porch is special in that way because i have a rule of my my guys when they graduate and they're 18 even though the age has changed now um they kind of get initiated to the back porch club where we have a cigar and talk about life and um it's kind of part of the rite of passage of small group which is really fun but uh Leading small groups for me has been the greatest honor of my life. And um, the guys, we just finished up. They're still young, so we have a ways to go with that group and what God wants to do with that group. But, um, you know, every group is different. And I think for me, I used to compare a lot. 
in, in, in my youth, I would compare groups, and guys will say, hey, who, who in the other group am I like? And I get that question, but, uh, you know, every group has its own story, and there's a season of life, and as culture has shifted, that's super true. And every group has its own kind of rhythm and how it operates and how it goes. And um, everyone's wired differently. If you listen to my podcast, two podcasts ago, where I talk about the different types of people in groups, um, I can put names to those labels of guys from the last 25 years for each of those guys. I could pull one of those out and give you a name of someone that, to me, it represents. And... um, I think at times maybe I probably could have done a better job of leading them because I wasn't that aware and just I think at times I probably over cared. Um, one of the greatest things God taught me a couple groups ago was that they're not mine, they're his. And it's easy as a leader to say my guys or my, my girls or however you phrase that is if you're a leader, if you lead girls or if you lead guys and you kind of think of them as yours. Uh, but they're not mine. I don't, <laughs> I'm not responsible for them. And uh, they might uh, be mine in the stewardship of a group that I lead, but they're not mine. They're God's. They're his. And there's a season that he trusts me to steward that relationship, but they're not my guys. They're his. And letting go was actually a really freeing and fruitful thing for me uh, as a leader because then I didn't take it personal as much when um, maybe some guy did stupid stuff, which is kind of inevitable. Because I think about my teenage years and all the stupid things I did. Uh, and I, I don't think I was a bad kid. I just did some stupid stuff. Um, but I had a safe place to land and a guy who loved me and showed up in my life. And boy, the power of that. And I'll tell you the other thing, and, and I'm going to share more about small groups in, in the next couple podcasts. But um, for me, one of the most powerful things... For me, if you're a leader, I hope you, you cling to this. Um, is I catch up with guys now who were in groups a long time ago, they don't remember what we talked about. They just remember we were there. They really don't always remember what you say. They remember who you are, that you were present, that you were available, that you cared, that you listened. And it's funny. Uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a guy back here. Um, and we were talking about something from a long time ago, and he brought up something I completely forgot about. And I'm like, how come you remember that? And he just looked at me and said, because you told me. I thought, wow, I, okay. <laughs> well, that's cool. But just your presence and, and your availability and your uh, desire to listen and to be a part of someone's life. For me... Um, tell you what the last 25 years the names and faces that come to mind as I think about that um, really cool I, I wish I could tell you that every dude that was in a group for 25 years I've maintained an incredible relationship with and um, boy I, that's not true I, I think about them all the time I have had the honor to do a whole bunch of weddings for those dudes and to, to officiate them or be a part of them which is an incredible honor um, but I, I haven't kept up. My, my rule of guys is this, and I tell them this the last group. When we're done with group, I'm done chasing them. Uh, you're an adult now, and I'm available to you, and I always will be. Uh, but the ball's in your court now. And so if you want to 
hang out on the porch, you want to talk, whatever, you let me know. Uh, I'll be there as soon as I can. My commitment to you is not changing from that level. But I'm not going to chase you anymore. Uh, I'm going to chase my teenagers now, which I am, and pursuing them and pursuing time with them. And uh, I'm not going to do that with guys who used to be in a group because they're adults now. And also, seasons change. And uh, my hope and prayer is they go to college or whatever's next and they find new community. And they establish what they did as a teenager and they keep that going the rest of their life. And uh, I think about guys all the time and every now and then as the Lord leads, I'll reach out. But uh, I feel like um, it's not my role at that point to keep chasing. Um, It's my role to be a friend. And as things change, it's really crazy. And uh, I'm honored that many of those guys are still a part of my life. And uh, in fact, many of them still come back here every now and then. And we'll we'll hang out and catch up and, and talk about life and what God's doing. But 25 years, it's crazy. It's a lot of cups of coffee. <laughs> um, early in the days, it was probably a lot of cheap coffee and a lot of Mountain Dew. But uh, these days, it's probably more. Anyway, um, so many conversations, so many prayers, so many great moments, so many tough moments we got to be a part of with each other. Uh, wow. What an honor. How cool is that? And uh, what I love about this time of my life, and I'm learning to embrace it, not only the gray in my goatee, but also uh, part of this season for me is helping other people do that. And that's what I was doing with my ministry, and I think that it's part of what's next for me too, is leveraging these last 25 years to help other people do it as well. And that doesn't mean I'm going to quit doing it. It just means that I think God's given me all this uh, opportunity for a reason. And now it's time for me to not only continue to do that, but also help others as well. Continue to look for opportunities to invest in others who are investing in others too. So that's, that's a little bit of the, the front end of, of the small group thing. Um, when I started leading those three guys, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And 25 years later, uh, wow. Um, so many moments, so many lessons, so many great uh, humans that God's allowed me to be a part of their lives. And... Um, the coolest thing for me for sure and when the story of my life is written I hope the headline is um, small group leader guy who cared because that's what I've tried to be because that's what I feel like God put me here to do so that's just a, a super quick overview of thinking about small groups I'm going to dig in a little bit more in the next couple of podcasts but we wanted to kind of introduce the idea that that's where I'm going that there's some things that are on my mind and on my heart as I'm processing this and just landing the plane this week with the guys and um, uh, for me having a kind of a moment of, of thinking about how special this is and how cool it is that the Lord's trusted me with this and given me this opportunity. So uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to this. Um, look forward to talking about what you said.